Unbound Theatre presents The Chronicles of Professor Cronomier, Goddess of Victory Written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson Chapter 10 The Ship Twilight crept upon the camp in the dying embers of the attack. Boudicca's forces celebrated long into the night, watched from afar by Astrid and Gaius. They took in the fresh devastation of Verulamium in the distance, and then the raucous army responsible for it. Savages, spat Gaius, as he watched one gathering of Iceni strut mockingly around the camp dressed in stolen Roman wares. <sighs> no better than your mob, yawned Astrid. She laughed at Gaius's open-mouthed look of indignation. What? she grinned. You telling me you just walked in here all peaceful-like? Pull the other one, it's got a toga on. We didn't walk, smirked Gaius. We sailed. Must have been tricky reaching all these landlocked bits, Astrid teased. Carried a ship, did ya? Gaius chuckled and changed the subject. You can't compare this barbarism with the Empire, he frowned. No, you can't, Astrid agreed. Gaius looked at her, confused as to how they both seemed to think they'd won the argument. You lot live one way, this lot live another. You get what you want, they get what they want. Why fight about it? Gaius shook his head and once again looked to the desolated town. They just tore it down, after everything we tried to give them. You answer me this. What have the Iceni ever done for us? Astrid ignored him. She took the glowing chronometer from her pocket and turned it over in her hands. Did I damage it? he asked guiltily. Astrid flipped open the case and looked at the dials inside. They were oscillating wildly, never fixing on one date. Possibly, she replied. But then again... She moved her body slowly side to side. It was the faintest of fluctuations, but as she did so she felt the vibration of the device change, and the glow of its surface flare and diminish in tandem. Gaius, she grinned. I think you've given us a tracker. It was late into the night by the time the camp was quiet enough for the two friends to approach. Astrid had insisted they stop at the outskirts and find Gaius' new robes stolen from a vacant tent. The cloth is so itchy, he protested as they made their way into the encampment. Then when all this is over, you can give him a lesson in needlework, Astrid replied, the chronometer glowing in her outstretched hand. So that trinket is somehow guiding us to your friend? The incognito Roman asked. She's got one exactly the same, Astrid explained, only without a bunch of ghosts trapped in it. I thought you said they weren't ghosts, said Gaius. Paranormal paraphrasing, said Astrid. Para-what? Something the prof likes to say, she shrugged. Just means... I'll explain later in my experience. Still, whatever those things were, they're made of the same stuff what controls this. She held up the chronometer. There's way too much power in it now. I reckon it's trying to get out into the other one, so it's taken us to it. Right, said Gaius with ill-disguised confusion. 
if you say so. Don't worry, you'll get the hang of it after a while, said Astrid. Sort of sinks in. You mean I can stay with you and this prof friend of yours? Gaius frowned. Astrid merely shrugged. Might be a bit of a squeeze on a ship, but you'll fit right in. Gaius beamed. Besides, she continued, you ain't got a clue about anything. The prof will love ya. Before Gaius could protest, she quickened her pace. The chronometer was glowing brighter than ever. Progress towards the corresponding device was occasionally hampered by the lingering remnants of the army, whom they dodged around before picking up the trail again. Soon the fobwatch was shaking so fiercely Astrid had to fight not to drop it. Nearly there, she muttered to herself. Come on, Prof, where are you? They turned a corner and found themselves back at the edge of the camp, surrounded by carts and wagons. Gaius looked into one of them and eyed primitive bottles full of fresh water. Supplies, he noted. No sign of your friend. He looked over at Astrid, who was staring at a tall object covered by a grotty blanket. It wasn't the prof the watch was looking for, Astrid breathed. She reached up and pulled the cloth towards her, unveiling a sight that lifted her heart. It was taking us to the ship. Gaius had never seen such a beautiful object in all his life. He approached the gleaming tower of metal, wood and glass, marvelling at the impossibility of its construction. He watched Astrid step up onto the marble platform at its base, holding the chronometer tightly. The prof said the power had drained when we landed, Astrid recalled. I wonder... She slowly moved the chronometer away from her and held it out towards the stricken controls. The glow on the surface of the casing fizzled and crackled, forming ribbons of light that fluttered in the breeze. Slowly they extended, as if cautious of the giant timeship, but then they shot forward into the controls. The liquid in the myriad glass bottles and tubes erupted into life. The brass pillars began to hum and shine. Astrid blinked away a tear as the ship returned to magnificent life again. What sorcery is this? Gaius marvelled, his face beaming. Science, Gaius, Astrid smiled. Science. After making certain that the controls anchoring the ship to the present were in place, she looked up at the hourglass in the gyroscope above her. The sands inside were suspended in mid-air, drifting aimlessly. The energy of the chronometer poured into it and sent waves of power pulsing down the five brass pillars. Look! Gaius pointed. Two of the pillars were glowing brighter than the others. Energy crackled between them, creating a wall of light. It's happening again, gasped Astrid. Slowly a breach began to open before her. Within it was Yarrow. Astrid, she called. Where are you? Astrid shouted above the crackling energy. I mean, when are you? The ship, Yarrow cried, ignoring the question. You've found it. Can you pilot it? Well... Sort of, Astrid hesitated. Not every bit of it, but I'm learning. You have to leave. I can't get a reading of your temporal signature, but whenever you are, something is very wrong with time. It's fighting back. I can barely keep this portal open. You need to get away. Get away and don't let her follow you. She can't, Astrid shouted back. She's gone. What? Yarrow frowned. She can't have. It hasn't happened yet. It's too soon. Those last words echoed in the air. The breach closed, but the ship continued to hum with energy. Suddenly, Astrid felt afraid. She jumped down from the marble platform and walked slowly back towards Gaius. Seconds later, 
the light encasing the ship began to drain, save for the hourglass in its levitating sand. Like the chronometer, it began to glow. As it did, Astrid and Gaius saw ribbons of light appearing on the ground all around them. No, not ribbons. Cracks, as though the earth were breaking apart. The fractures extended far into the distance. It's broken, Gaius gasped. The earth, it's broken. Not earth, Astrid muttered. Time, time's broken here. Her eyes followed the macabre pattern stretching far ahead of them. It snaked up the surface of a nearby wood, where the light began to intensify as the fractures started to bind together. And there, standing at the apex of the damage, was the silhouette of someone watching them. The Chronicles of Professor Chronomier, Goddess of Victory, an Unbound Theatre production written by Dario Knight and performed by Erica Sanderson with music by Kevin MacLeod.